This is Robert Brathe, and we're here today with Anastasia Lewitton uh, from Butterfly Wings. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me today. So uh, we're here at the Troy Innovation Garage. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Butterfly Wings. Butterfly Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to lifting people out of poverty through sustainability and kindness. Now what that means when broken down is we take some goods that might be labeled discontinued or overstock or phase change that these bigger corporations cannot handle, nor do they really want to take the time and distribute them out individually to the proper causes. We work with them, we upcycle some of the damaged goods, make them pretty again, and we distribute them out to the community. Things like bounced dryer sheets. If they accidentally get crushed or opened, well, they're still completely usable, they're dryer sheets. So we'll make them look pretty again and hand them out to some families in need. Great, great. Uh, what made you decide on Troy as the area you'd like to, uh, that you kind of settled into here at the garage and, and as, a, as a community you wanted to work in? Troy in particular is my home base um, of operations, but I am a capital region resource. I picked the Innovation Garage because honestly, I love the community feel. Mm -hmm. I love the pink, that's another big one. Sure. Um, and the convenience to my home location, as well as the town itself. I like Troy because I feel it's coming back. And I like Troy because it has that strong sense of community I don't always find in the other towns or cities close to it. Great, it's great. Yeah, it definitely has a unique feel to it. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you uh, did some studies at uh, Austin School and also at SUNY, uh, how that uh, those experiences kind of prepared you for getting going yourself with Butterfly Wings. Well, Austin's was a choice I made when I was 17. Um, it was more of a vocational school. My mom had worked fast food her whole life, and I knew I did not like working food, so I decided to test out the hair industry. And I really found I didn't like it all that much as a career. It was very corporate-y, very commission-based, but I loved making things beautiful. Um, people... Mannequins, it didn't matter. I loved creating new styles and fashions, and working in the corporate environment took that passion out of it. So the experience at Austin's more acted like a finishing school for myself. I knew how to do makeup professionally. I knew how to do my hair in 30 minutes or less because I'm a mom of two. That is a necessity to sure. be a professional. And I maneuvered into SUNY after I got my high school diploma. I did go to Austin's before I graduated. Um, and I found out, I went to SUNY Schenectady because SUNY bought Schenectady Community College, that I liked the smaller environment. And I liked the one-on-one -on -one that was capable with Schenectady versus the larger UAlbany campus. Um, I started out wanting to be a nurse just because of the money sure. and the, the fact that I wanted to work in the neonatal unit. Um, and then I discovered I can't stand needles or blood. That did not work out. <laughs> um, but... I wound up in human services, and I had worked for several nonprofits in between doing hair and getting my college degree. And I found this necessity, this, this whole target market and the needs that were just not being met by the Department of Social Services or other nonprofit organizations. So it kind of stemmed back to some of my nonprofit experiences. Um, and I graduated with a human service degree. I'm continuing my education under Schenectady for an extended year for bachelor's credits in business. Great. Um, a new study says a lot of social entrepreneurs such as myself, business-minded people with social responsibility concepts, 
will be coming out of school. There was a big change in the IRS and the way they did things. Mm -hmm. So you'll find more of me coming out of the schools and the colleges and trying to do crazy, cool, community-based things like this. Great. Uh, so for somebody who wants to uh, uh, work with your organization in terms of helping out uh, either on a volunteer basis or donations, you mentioned a lot of times uh, the products that come to you uh, uh, are from different organizations that may not have a, a what they perceive as a useful life anymore. So how would an organization or a volunteer get involved in working with your organization? They can reach through email, which is butterflywings, period, A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A, at gmail.com. That's butterflywingsanastasia at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or they can reach me via phone directly at 518-253-9719. Or they can reach out via Facebook. I am always on Messenger. Find us through the Butterfly Wings page, which is facebook.com backslash butterflywings518. We come up right on Google. Um, and those are the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Also, reaching out to the Troy Innovation Garage, chances are they'll find me. <laughs> Great. What have you found are some uh, ways you've been able, um, you know, obviously, here at the garage is a great place to meet people. Again, we're meeting with uh, Anastasia from Butterfly Wings. Uh, what are some ways you have found uh, that you've been able to meet new people or um, connect with people uh, in, the, in the upstate New York community? What's worked for you? Social media. Mm -hmm. I am a Facebook guru. Mm -hmm. I love finding people, um, sometimes via LinkedIn, and I'd rather connect to them on a more personal level. I feel it's a little more informal. Sure. So I do Facebook. Or um, the Troy Innovation Garage has been phenomenal. There are so many different professionals that come through here, web designers, software developers, IT people, journalists, um, magazine editors, and they all have a different specialty. And once they hear what I do, they always have this little way they could chip in and it just makes it so much easier one gentleman i met um just saved my logo and my company name together as one image and i had no idea how to do that sure. honestly but that helped me so much with creating letterhead and things like that so that has been the best way other than facebook great uh i think uh as you mentioned and you know i teach as well and, and social enterprise has become a huge part of our curriculum at the various schools uh what would you encourage someone who wants to uh get more involved in a social enterprise, whether it's starting their own or, or becoming involved, what advice would you have for them? Don't ask yourself what you want to do when you grow up or when you get out of school. Ask yourself what problems you want to solve. Chances are a lot of these people are coming from lower income mm -hmm. or situations where things weren't that comfortable growing up or living. And they know, they are the best people to know. Um, in, Pat, in the history of charity work and social work, it was the rich giving to the poor, and that has always been the mindset. Butterfly Wings is different because we have a hand up, not hand out mindset, mm -hmm. so that we can help you get to where you want to go. A lot of people coming up are thinking the same way. Like, I know this problem. I grew up like this. How do I fix it? Mm -hmm. So I recommend starting with that first question, saying, is there anyone else doing it that can help? Research is a big one. Sure and going for it. You call other social entrepreneurs, you ask professors, you ask professionals. Once people find out that you wanna do this community-based thing where you're helping people, people are more than apt to help, most of them. Sure. So that's what I recommend. Great, uh, and you mentioned doing some work in the local community uh, for some not-for-profits, whether it's volunteering or, or um, more official capacity. What was, um, you know, and uh, I see you had an internship, so what, what was that experience like for you in terms of preparing you for today? It just showed me everything I thought was true. 
Um, I worked in a family advocate office in a local Head Start. And what I heard was, I just need a few diapers till payday. I just need a couple packs of wipes. Do you have, can, is there any resources? Mm -hmm. So it confirmed everything I was driving toward that these resources are needed. And in a different way, it shaped me. I did a lot of work in the individual classrooms. They were broken up by age. The first one is infants up to 18 months. The next step is toddlers up to three. Then it becomes preschool, then UPK. Mm -hmm. Working in the individual classrooms, I saw how important it is for these children to have certain tools to develop. A great example is forks and spoons that are baby-sized or toddler-sized. Sitting at a baby table every day in the same routine with their forks and spoons, they learned to use utensils so that A, they were neater eaters, but B, it gave them the routine and the ability for the fine motor skills to eat like an adult. And a lot of families, if you even go to Walmart and check the prices of those, they're 10 to $20 just to start, and then you, you carry them in the diaper bag, you lose them. Um, so I, that's another thing I want to focus on is tools to help parents build a better future with their children, which just may be as small as sitting at the table together and showing them that you eat the same way. And um, there's individual steps more than the utensils. Mm -hmm. But that's what it really showed me is how important each step is to work hand in hand with whatever program your child is going to. Um, whatever they do with her, well, my little one at school, I follow at home. That means they read at school, we read at home. Sure. And one of my favorite parts of the day is when my 15-month-old walks up to me and says, book. That is an absolute amazing feeling. And that mindset carries on with my six-year-old. I walked in yesterday and I saw my six-year-old and my 15-month-old cuddled up and the six-year-old was trying to read to the baby. Mm -hmm. That mindset as a parent will help their futures. It will help build them to be better people and better citizens in our community. Terrific. Uh, you mentioned you know, a lot of the, the things you do for uh, the community. What are some uh, resources you think our community needs more of? Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people like yourself that care and... Uh, what, what do you think might be some resources that the capital region or Troy could really utilize, whether it's a not-for-profit or a for-profit business that could really fill a need for our community? I think one of the strongest needs we have currently is a parent-friendly educational system. Mm -hmm. That means that there should be a space set aside for parents who don't have the option to stick their kids with sitters or have parents to back them up where they could say, hey, Grandma, can you watch them while I finish a final? Um, I feel like that is in strong need. It's holding a lot of parents back. It's holding a lot of people back who want to get their GED or go to college or trade school or vocational school just based on childcare alone. Um, I feel another thing the community needs as a whole, the capital region, is organization. There are all these resources out there but there's no real collaborative meeting. Mm -hmm. As an example for Troy, there's no yearly meeting where all the nonprofits gather, where we could say, hey, how are we stepping on each other's toes? What resources do you offer? Can I have some of your brochures and information to carry in my office so that, you know, as a social worker or a leader in the nonprofit industry, you could say, well, I know your problem is domestic violence. Here's a pamphlet for a resource or I need furniture for my home. Well, there are several organizations that specialize in that. Sure. 
but maybe not everyone knows about them mm -hmm. or how to point them in the right direction because there's no collaborative meeting in general to exchange information and, and to speak about that. And I find that in a lot of industries as well. Sure, sure. That collaborative piece is, is so important. Uh, what, uh, who, who are some of your influences, whether it's something you read, a teacher, um, a, a not-for-profit pro uh, that really inspired you uh, to do what you do today? My children. They inspire me to do better every day. Um, a couple of professors just encouraged me to keep going. A couple of nonprofit leaders who said you could do it. The owner of the Troy Innovation Garage who believed in the idea. That was right. another inspiration. And um, in general, I read a book in high school called Siddhartha, and it was about the journey of Buddha. Now, I'm not a religion pusher or a philosophy pusher by any means, but what that book taught me was knowledge can be taught, but wisdom has to be gained through experience. In other words, I could hand you the book with the tools to, to tell you how to use it, but until you experience it for yourself, as in living in poverty, I could hand so many higher-ups and people who grew up in money and good environments and tell them about all these problems, but they will never know until they live the life, walk the walk, and talk the talk. Sure. And we're with Anastasia Lewitin of Butterfly Wings, so I've got one more question for you, and then I'll give you a chance to talk a little bit more about your organization, Butterfly Wings. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the area's changed quite a bit over the last 10 years, and uh, I always like uh, seeing what uh, people think will thrive in this area. And, and so if you were looking at, uh, you know, maybe some large company that might actually help uh, your organization or help the community at large, what, uh, what company or, uh, you know, we've seen various national companies come in here, uh, what would you like to see come to the area that we don't have right now? Oh, that's a good one. I would like to see a grocery store in the middle of Troy, as in, I'll give you an example. Say you're a single mom of two. Mm -hmm. In this area, chances are you live in poverty. There's a large percentage of single parents who do. Let's say you have transportation issues, which is another one to follow. You either have to go all the way up Hoosick to either save a lot or even farther to go to Price Shopper. Mind you, with two kids, chances are you have SNAP, so you're going to buy in bulk. Or you have to go all the way basically to Waterford, to Price Shopper or Hannaford. And that's a few miles. Now, with two children, $200 worth of groceries, and using the public transportation, chances are you're living an uncomfortable life, and that's taking a full day of your time. Sure. Um, so I would like to see some sort of a grocery market. I know they attempted a co-op a few years back, but a couple of things were pointed out as to why it didn't succeed. Time. It was right after the recession, mm -hmm. so chances are that's it. And I feel like it was too unrelated to the area. What parents and people who are classified as the lower working population, as an AKA the working poor, that's meant no disrespect, but that's what it's termed as. Mm -hmm. You can't take a whole day to go to the grocery store because you're taking out of your pocket and that's just continuing the cycle of poverty. Um, where I want to continue with that is a lot of parents could use it and just a convenient spot, not, sure. not a corner store where you have to get your child either junk or beef patties to eat, but an option. Like there's a sub spot, a very good Italian owned restaurant in Latham. 
and they have the option to walk in. It's like a mini market as well as subs for availability and they have fresh cut meat and they accept snap. What we really need is something like that to balance out the couple of big chains that we do have, but offer parents the choice of walking in and grabbing some tomatoes, some fresh bread and some deli meat rather than junk food for their kids. Because I find a lot of people are surviving in that term, the convenience food. Well, if I could conveniently drop in and grab some good food versus junk, it, it could make the difference in my child's eating habits, in their future, how they eat, and my life as well. As a busy mom, I can attest to this. Yeah. I can't stop somewhere and grab a salad for less than $12. Sure. So if there was a spot like that, that was just conveniently centrally located, chances are they'd survive mm-hmm. as a business, and chances are it would help our community a lot. Yeah. We got one of your superstars here in the room with us today. You can tell she loves magic markers, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned two kids. That's great, and uh, it's, it's it's amazing to see how uh, you said this one's fifteen months. Yes, that's that's great. That so. kids are awesome. So uh, in terms of getting back to your organization, Butterfly Wings, uh, you mentioned how to get in touch with us. But if you want to repeat that, and also uh, just a couple of things your organization could use uh, that would help you uh, grow and, and and complete your missions that you'd like. Um, well, to start, how to get in touch with me is via our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com backslash butterflywings518. That is the absolute easiest. You could also try me on my phone, which is 518-253-9719. And um, to sum up what we do, other than sustainability, is we provide necessities other than food for families. That includes diapers, wipes, personal hygiene, feminine hygiene, household goods like cleaning products, anything and everything that both you and I would buy for our families, but one of us might have the, not have the chance to completely be able to afford that. And I'm being drawn on. We can say that on the air, I'm being drawn yes. on by a baby. Um, now, we do have a website up and coming. It is in the process of development through um, one of our larger donors, Internet Marketing Ninjas. I'll give them a shout out. They're an awesome, very eco-friendly company. Um, and what I could really use at this point is some volunteers and direction. We will be opening our doors April 2nd under the Troy Innovation Garage. And with these upcycled goods, I might need a hand or two, you know, repackaging them and coming up with some really innovative ideas. I don't want people to walk in my door and think of me as a charity. I want people to walk in my door and think of me as a resource where they could come, get their goods, get some really cool information, like how to apply for school, like FAFSA. Sure. A lot of parents have no idea what FAFSA is. Sure. Or um, I provide a connection too. I work with a lot of city council members locally, and I find most people my age, which is 26, just turned, have no idea what city council members are, let alone legislators and, and other big functions of government. And I feel like they should, because regardless of your financial status, this is your city. And it, knowing those people will help determine the direction it's going. Troy is coming back slowly but surely, and I love seeing that. What I also want to see is Lansingburg come back. Mm-hmm. It's where I live, and there's a lot of trouble there and a lot of vacant business places and buildings, and I feel like giving some of these parents a shot at the information and education I have to offer, as well as the goods, might put them in the direction of, hey, I want to open a business, or maybe I want to join with my partner and open up a shop you know there are so many people with dreams and aspirations and the drive that they want to go far and they just don't know how so 
That's what I would, I would like to contribute to the community as well as butterfly wings. Great. So again, we were here with Anastasia Lewitton. Look out for uh, her upcoming website for butterfly wings and here at the Troy Innovation Garage. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me.